I know what this place is. The timekeepers have built quite the circus. And I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. Film Podcast, the review edition. And this is your colorful perspective into Loki, episodes one through four. And we are here for it, uh, here for the show, here to talk about it. We're here for all the sexy hair flips. Uh, just, I'm just here for that. All of them standing with hands and from knees, you know, while, while, while kneeling. We're here for all of it. Your favorite monitors are here. We are reporting for duty, and we are here to play our part to perfection, much like the clowns over at the TVA. My name is Raul, and here with me, I got Miss Drizzy Dre. What's up? Love the hair flips. <laughs> and we all. And returning for the Marvel series, we got the dude, Colby Mac. I am Kobe Mac of Kobe told me, and I am burning with glorious purpose. <laughs> Are you also? Yeah, but f- can you hair flip? Can you hair flip though? I can't hair flip, but I can give you one a yeah. Hey, but are you here for the sexy hair flips? I am. I can beard flip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that do you have to stress? <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> oh, Don't no. try it at home, folks. Don't do beard flips. I feel safe. like we almost witnessed your death. It's <laughs> not safe. We almost witnessed you. I feel like I have phantom fear. <laughs> oh, oh for the Ooh. listeners, Mike, I wish we had recorded that video. Uh, Kobe Mag trying to do a beard flip and uh, nearly decapitated himself. Ooh, you good? With, yeah, you need, a, you need a cast. You, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a timekeeper. My neck is loose. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm glad you survived that uh, that, that, that attempt. Uh, otherwise, it would have been real awkward having to keep recording this <laughs> with you on the other side. But <laughs> uh, Shama couldn't be with us today. Shama's got a lot on his plate right now. He got a lot of work going on and and a lot of stuff going on. So he's going to be returning soon. Um, but hey, he sends his love. And uh, he says he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. But uh, we're going to talk about this Loki. Unfortunately, without him, uh, miss you. And uh, we are excited to have you back. So hopefully to discuss the further, the next episodes of Loki. Um, but yeah, we are here for one through four. We're going to discuss this before we do. Make sure you give the show a follow at Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure you check out the site for any and all new content, written reviews. My Black Widow review is up there right now. It's um, really good. That's mreportpod.com. She actually is paid to say that every time. No, I'm not. <laughs> I will tell him if it's bad. It's really good. Uh, today, 
on the report. We got the full spoiler review of Loki episodes one through four. The mercurial villain Loki resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Right off the bat, that is not true. (laughs) This takes place right after the events of the OG Avengers. From the conduit's perspective, like our conduit into this world is Loki. Let's dig deeper into that, right? (laughs) Uh Technically, it occupies both spaces in time. Uh I mean, for us in the audience. Technically, it occupies oh. all spaces. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. we're getting oh, deep. Geez. We're getting deep. <laughs> you just Yo, need a little This is always pad. the tricky thing when you do a show about time, right? Because it is, yeah. in, re- in relevance to the synopsis, we as the audience are experiencing the events of the Avengers in 2017? No. No. They're in 2023. Wait, who are you talking about? Wow, what's yeah, because, happening? Yeah, my goodness. 2023. Okay. 2023. It's 2023. This is why the timekeepers made one time. That's right. This is feeling already mad. So yes, it is 2023 for our heroes who go back to 2012 to yeah. with the time heist to uh-huh. snag the Tesseract, which because of Hulk you know, smashing <laughs> the door um, uh-huh. essentially falls into the hands of Loki. Um, and we pretty much are now traveling with Loki in space to, what is that? M- Mongolia? Oh, huh? I don't know. Where's, where's he, where do you go? The desert? But yeah, but it's a specific place. Oh, I, I don't know. But I, I will say a lot of people Mongolia. on the lines, on the lines, uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, uh, you know, the, it was the Avengers. They didn't let him on the airport, uh, on the elevator. I, I would not have let him on the elevator. But, like, sure, like, they could have been, like, catch the next one, bro. But also, it's dumb Hulk's fault because he's not yet Professor Hulk. He's yes. dumb Hulk. Dumb Hulk doesn't need an elevator, bro. He can jump out the window. I'll meet you down there. But Hulk hates stairs. Exactly. So jump <laughs> out the window. <laughs> That's but he, he chooses to take the stairs. <laughs> yes, he he can and punch, gets mad he can about punch alien ships out the sky, but steps. Uh uh-uh. uh It's such a guy thing. It's a, it, it, it's such a guy thing to get mad about a decision we made. Yes, you know? absolutely. Wow. <laughs> we call that growth. <laughs> <laughs> we call that growth. I call that a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we got series creator Michael Waldron, series directed by Kate Heron. It is starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, the Queen, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Wunmi Mosaku, and Sofia DiMartino. So let's get right into our general thoughts. Remember, if you have not seen the series, we're going into full spoilers. Um, it is, I think, we can all say. Very much worth watching, especially if you've already watched WandaVision and Winter Soldier, and you actually sat through all of Winter Soldier, then you should sit through this one. <laughs> um, but general thoughts. Remember, full spoilers ahead. Colby Mack, guest, I'll let you go first. General thoughts. Go. Now this. This is exactly what I was looking for. This is more like it. A charismatic villain who's now our protagonist. There's mystery in this show. There's tons of swerves. We still don't know who the true villain is, but it's completely earned up until this point. You got great supporting characters. They're endearing. They're not just around for like nostalgic purposes or a joke. 
and they help really propel the story forward. There's like impeccable production design and the music in this entire series this far is phenomenal. Yo, shout out to Natalie Holt. I have been listening to, uh, unlike in WandaVision where they were dropping the music every week, they're kind of like not doing the same thing here. So I've just been like playing a loop on YouTube, just listening to how great this score is. Um, There's decent action. And to be honest with you, with this being Loki, I'm not going in expecting, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier, you know, levels of action. Um, But it does a really, really good job with what it's got. This, to me, this is like where MCU TV has finally arrived. I agree. Thank you. I also agree with you um, and on, on a couple of different points here. Uh, yes, MCU TV has arrived, but also the score is really, really, really dope. Um, and then I was watching something online saying that um, Kate Heron, when she was interviewing to be the director, um, she actually played the instrument, the theremin, um, as part of it. She was like, this is part of what I'm picturing and like as well as like introducing this into a score. Um, it's, 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 it's haunting. It's, it's a really, really cool thing. If you guys look it up theremin, um, and I just think it's, it's really dope. And yeah, she, she, it's great to see a director, like even in TV that like the show creator, um, you know, the runner and the writers are heralded, you know, they're, they're held a much higher standard than the directors, um, as opposed to in film. Um, it's really cool that like a director for the show went into her interview as prepared and even had in her mind part of what the score was going to sound like, which just really says a lot about that and a lot about her, a lot about her commitment. Uh, so I give it up to her. Um, Dre, general thoughts. I love it. Honestly, the idea of taking somebody who was always meant to be a villain, deconstructing them, putting them in a pressure cooker and really seeing what they're made of. I love this journey. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. And every woman who's ever simped, for Loki is enjoying that they're not falling in love for an evil person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the hair, we're here for the hair flips on the knees for sure. Yep. Ah. It's great. Boom, boom. Woo, woo. Um, I, so this is from my mind, at least from recent memory, I think this is like one of the, but I mean, TV allows us to, to extend things that film doesn't. Um, but I think it's yeah. a great example of how a villain can turn into a good guy. Um, villain air quotes. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's, they they're really, we're going to get into it, but they really, really play with us um, in that sense, in that world um, and mess with us a lot of my general thoughts. Um, yeah. I'm really for it. Um, I was not super for it. Unlike Dre, um, I was not super into it. Oh, that I first fell, episode. I fell for it for the very first episode because, and we're going to talk about it, that key moment. Right. It was huge. Yeah. And it was so, I don't know, I, I guess it's a collaboration of a bunch of people, directors, writers, but it was so brilliant because you have to take a guy who tried mass genocide. Yeah. Um, and you have to humanize him to the point of believability and really get at the core. And what they say in that scene is what we needed. Yeah, I think it's so, it's so clever how it how it attacks that in the text, though. Right. It doesn't try to cheapen what he's done or like, you know, um, really try to minimize it in any way. And I love how Owen Wilson's Mobius like really pretty much like does this huge psychoanalysis that challenges Loki. And we're not just, it's not contrived in any way. Loki is faced with the entirety of his existence and is asked to question 
exactly who he is. What what is he at his core? Over and over and over again. It's almost like this weird kind of like, you know, torment and torture, but at the same time, it's educational because it's digging deep. Most villains don't get a sense to hold up a mirror to themselves, right? Because they know for a fact if they do, it would really show like the depth of either like how wrong what they truly are doing, right? Like, you know, because no every villain's moral compass for the most part is tip is really off. And Loki has to have that. That has to have that mirror. And it's pretty great that just in these four episodes, and we're talking about what, you know, less than 45 minutes each, it's able to do so much. I think that this show is doing the most with its time compared to WandaVision and the um and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I agree. There's a listener out there that uh, is thinking this, so I'm just going to say it for them. I don't know what a compass is, but a compass, <laughs> I think, is what you were trying to go for. Yo, listen, we're not going to do – you know what? <laughs> just, no, but uh, – <laughs> Jerks! <laughs> uh, but no, 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 no. I, I, I agree uh, 100% with everything everything you said. And uh, Colby, do you have a fire alarm that needs batteries changed? <laughs> I do. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yes. And we, we've gotten this in like the MCU films. Um, you know, we've gotten these, this, in this way from Thor, you know, Thor and Loki's relationship very much having to like, get him to like, see better, be better. But it's so much different when he has to figure this out for himself without assistance. Um, and that's what we see. We're going to get into first episode here, but that's what we see in this first episode. But what, to finish off my general thoughts, um, <clears throat> I was not in love with this first episode for reasons I'm going to mention in a bit. Um, but the second episode picks up, third episode a little bit more, and then that fourth, fourth episode, man, I am all <gasps> in. And actually now I'm appreciating the first three episodes so much more. And as I was getting ready for this this episode, we were going through kind of quickly those first three episodes. And I'm like, man, these are incredible moments. Yo, it's so interesting you say about. that because like I was hearing the sentiment that a lot of folks weren't really jiving with episode one. And I came late to the party, right? I just – with life, I had I was super behind. So it was really up until the release of episode three where I hadn't watched anything. And you know, maybe I'm just like in the right lane on like Twitter and the socials, but like nothing was ever spoiled for me. So it was kind of cool that with this is the first time I was able to binge one, two, and three back to back to back. And I found that to be a considerably more pleasurable experience than what I had with the two prior, you know, MCU uh, series. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really didn't mind episode one. Like, I thought it was like, I was like, okay, I I guess maybe because I kind of got the sentiment that a lot of people didn't like it, it lowered my expectations. So I was like, yeah, sure. This is fine, you know? There's a very specific reason we're going to get into it. There's a very specific reason why I had a hard time with it. Um, and actually, I feel like you're going to relate to it a lot when I That's get correct. to it. That's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but let's get into it first. Um, you know, I, I, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time kind of breaking down what happens moment mm-hmm. by moment. But I think it's important to kind of set up this this opening of the series. Um, so, like, we open up with a recap that catches us up on what where we're about to go. Um, so like, you know, we, 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 we see what happened to the Avengers and what led to Loki's escape. And then we see Loki arrive in, where did you say? Mongolia? Yeah. Mongolia. Yo, traveling with the Tesseract in the past has always been so smooth. And I don't know why it like, so disrespectfully tosses Loki in the middle of a desert, bro. Like just launches him. (laughs) Out of, he was probably what like a hundred, two hundred feet in the air, and yeah. homeboy just land like that's so disrespectful. 
and 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 I, it shows that the Tesseract got no no feelings for this dude right now. Um, but then, <laughs> um, a few Star Wars soldiers, Star Wars looking soldiers, show up uh, through portals, through some portals, uh, and they get there just in time, right before Loki was about to rule over <laughs> this handful of people that lived in Mongolia in the middle of the desert. Um, we then arrive at the TVA. We see the TVA for the first time. Uh, we see the Tesseract is handed over to a secretary. Um, they're really managing it and handling it real well. Uh, we see then a montage of Loki getting prepped, you know, getting his clothes vaporized. Um, he's forced to wear a jumpsuit, uh, and it is unflattering, might I add. Um, but we do get the ultimate thirst trap of bare-chested Loki for all the ladies out there. Or oh, there you go. No, no, no. No, that it's the hair flip, bro. It's, that doesn't do it for us. It's, that's that's not, for all the guys Yeah, that's there. for the men. For the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know guys are much more obsessed with the male physique than the women mm, are? Makes sense. I actually um, thought that scene was really awkward, and I wanted to look away. Awkward. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> he's never been in that situation before. Um, he's then made to sign over he signed he made to sign a stack of papers agreeing to everything he's ever said and i, I want to make a side note here um this is a great woman showing that if you if you put someone in slight inconvenience by showing them a huge stack of papers that like le- you know let's let's say legal papers or legally binding papers and say hey this is this just take my word on it and sign here your life over to us the inconvenience will make us not read through it. Bro, they could have slipped anything in that Loki stack, and he signed it over. He signed his life over. And I feel like that's a really good, uh, a, a, I don't know, a really good show uh, as to, like, what, like, like I've been in that situation where I've been like, well, I really don't want to read this, right? And we do it every time we sign up for, for some kind of new subscription. we just like, yeah, I agree to all your terms, and yeah, whatever. It's all good. Um, but anyway, and then this kind of repeats itself as we're going. Um, you know, he gets, he goes through a metal detector to verify he's not a robot. Um, otherwise he'll get vaporized. It's a lot of vaporizing in this show. Um, he's made to grab a number before walking through like a TSA style tensile barrier maze. Um, and then he gets to go see a judge and hear his case before deciding to, before deciding his judgment, I guess. Which we see then is a very fair system that offers everyone the opportunity to prove their innocence and definitely does not sentence you before you even walk in the door simply based on what a piece of paper says you have done in the past. Because who would do that? Um, <laughs> then uh, Owen Wilson as Mobius shows up and speaks up for him and takes him and his case for, or for his case. Um, now... Before we get into the next port, I, this is where I'm going to talk about my issues with it. Part. Thank you. I do it too. Uh, going back to like, you know, in this episode, we see, you know, the Tesseract gets handed over. And then later, you know, and again, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time going scene by scene dissecting this episode, rather talking about the big moments. And for me, a big moment is when, you know, Loki is, he takes the the, the temp pad or, or no, he takes the thing that like pushes him back and forth in time. And, um, and he goes all the way to the, the the guys, the secretary, and he asks him for the Tesseract back. The guy opens the drawer and then he sees a bunch of Infinity Stones. And he's like, oh, yeah, we, we got a bunch of these around here. Some of the guys use it as paperweights. And I tell you what, um, Colby Mack, I don't know how you felt about this scene, bro, but I was frustrated. 
Listen, because no. let me finish uh, my thought. Come on now. Because <laughs> that you know there is something you know like uh, Colby has complained about it in the past. I'll give him credit when it comes. This didn't bother me, but when it comes to Spider Man Far From Home, yeah, that's what it's called. Um, Spider Man Far From Home. You feel like the quote unquote blip really minimizes what happened um, and, and, and downplays the severity of what the Avengers movies have established. Um, and for me, I've never felt that so much than in this scene with the Infinity Storms. Stones. Wow, stones and not storms. The Infinity Stones. And then he realizes that in the CVA, they have no power. And it's so downplayed their power, no. their severity, their strength, I everything disagree. we have set up about the power of these things. All of a sudden in the TVA, they have no power. No, no, so no. like not counting what happens later on in the show, just episode one, right? Because when I'm watching episode one, I can only judge episode one for episode one. And so as I'm watching episode one, I'm thinking, wow, we have spent 12, what was it? Like 12 years Trying to get these stones. Some guy's been trying to destroy the galaxy or half the galaxy with these stones because they're so incredibly powerful. Literally, mere mortals cannot touch them for they are erased right there. They blow up like they are on another level. And then all of a sudden we get to the TVA and they're paperweights. Okay. I had a different feeling when I saw this. I actually felt like the way Loki felt. Is this the greatest power in the world? Like, for me, it was like, we're in a totally new place to where these things that are powerful to one person are nothing to these people. So I felt like he did. Also, I really appreciate when Marvel trolls on itself. I think it's hilarious. And I love those moments. I don't want to be trolled. I don't want to be trolled. I gotta be <laughs> Marvel's honest like you. Marvel's like, completely aware of what we're doing. We're having fun <laughs> with it. <laughs> Go I know that you thought I would probably be like feeling like how you are. I'm completely Bruh. on Des's side with this one. Oh, I don't know what it was, gosh. but like the episode gripped me and had me invested to where I was really feeling like Loki. Is this the greatest power in the universe? Right. And mm -hmm. if you know comics, comics constantly trump themselves. Right. And I think that I was in a certain point where I was allowing that there's always going to be a bigger and better threat than the biggest, baddest threat that we just, just had. Right. So, like, we know that going forward after the events, you know, of Avengers Endgame and how powerful these Infinity Stones, we are told that not a mere mortal cannot wield them because of its vast power. We have a dude who's a secretary that really just has these stuffed inside of his drawer. Um, but when they explain the mechanics and the rules behind the Time Variance Authority, I bought in and I kind of bought into this 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 kind of you know this 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 outer world limbo not heaven not hell somewhere in between you know uh, this this omnipresent kind of place um, that's also omnipowerful right and yeah these things are just diminished in power only because it's operating itself outside of time and outside of space right um, so like by those rules I'm allowing this to happen right it didn't do anything I don't feel like it cheapened the things that have happened before, like how the other events in, in, in this beginning of phase four has, in my opinion. I, I think it, the reason why is because you see the trauma, you see the, the gripping emotion that's on Loki's face. Yes. Whereas in um, Spider-Man far from home, it's just kind of like, okay, let's go to school. Thank you. know, yes, th like, that's absolutely it. There was no, so you know what's crazy? If we remember at the end of Avengers Endgame, when uh, you know when when Peter and um, what's his what's his friend's name? Um, goodness gracious, the guy in the chair. Yeah, yeah he's the guy, <laughs> the guy in the chair. chair. That's his name. Remember when they embrace 
at the end of Avengers Endgame, you're like, wow, man. Like, it looks like they've been through some stuff, right? Like, they understand the weight of that. And then when you get to, you know, far from home, you're like, yo, what happens to that weight? The world just really put itself back together in less than six months. I feel like something's missing here. But that look on Loki, he, like, was generally confused because at this point, he's had his entire world upside down. Like, a part of him is really not believing. He's thinking that this is some, like, elaborate scheme. But at the same time, what if this is real? I'm gonna give yeah. you guys. I'm gonna give you guys the W on this one. I'll let you. I'm gonna give you the W. I actually, I, I've that's that's pretty good. I uh, I didn't see it that way, but you guys, the conviction has turned me over, and I'm gonna give you the W on this. I'll take it. His name is Ned, by the way. His name is Ned. Um. So next thing I want to talk about, you know, again, so much happens in this episode. I don't want to dissect everything. I really want to dissect. Key moments. Key moments and like the themes and what stood out. Um, I want to talk about a moment in the first episode. So my favorite moment. There's a, a TikToker. It's a, her handle is at she loves Marvel. She underscore loves underscore Marvel. I'll give her a shout out. Um, she talked about how each episode feels like it's themed after an infinity stone. And I think it's I think what she talked about and it's it's really blown up. A lot of people are talking about it. It's really cool. Um you know, and I th- it made me think about that. And if that's the case, the first episode would be inspired by the Soul Stone. And it's interesting because the episode, the, the, the first episode, very much depicts Loki having a soul, feeling breakdown, yeah, a heart. You know, like he he, it, 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 and that's one of the biggest thing. And and in the episode, I think, I mean, undoubtedly, one of the most important moments in the series so far is a conversation that Loki and Mobius have. Um, what leads to this is that throughout the episode, Mobius has been interrogating Loki and he keeps asking him why he hurts people. If he enjoys hurting people. And in the end of the episode, after Loki realizes he has nowhere to run, nowhere to go, he comes back to Mobius and he bears everything. Loki, nowhere left to run. I can't go back, can I? Back to my timeline. I don't enjoy hurting people. I don't enjoy it. I, I do it because I have to. Because I've, I've had to. Okay. Explain that to me. Because it's a part of the illusion. It's the, the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. A desperate play for control. You do know yourself. A villain. That's not how I see it. End scene. All right? So, it's... It, <laughs> hey. um, One of the key things, if I'll just point out, because you can't see it, is when he says, conjured by the weak, he gestures to himself. Yeah. And it's this... It, it's, it, it very much sets up the theme for the rest of the show. And it is this internal struggle that Loki has. Um, he he has he is coming to grips, and it's and it's part of the beauty of like uh, again like my number one thing in, in, in storytelling and films and, and TV um, is relationships. You know, I love films about relationships. You know, I love uh, Warrior 
you know, War is an incredible film about relationships. Uh, and I, different movies like that, like I really, really love, you know, whether it's sibling relationship, you know, parental relationships, you know, marriages, whatever it may be. This is a film, this is, this is a show about relationships and, and how they can inspire you, trigger you, you know, get you to think. Um, this is a person that Loki doesn't know. You know, it's not like your brother coming to tell you. And that's not like Thor coming to tell Loki, hey, bro, you need to change. You suck. There's a party that has nothing invested. There's a party that has, you know, nothing to gain, nothing that they, 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 they don't need to care about Loki. He doesn't. He just wants to know what's up and really get his gears turning. And more than that, I feel like the show breaks him. You know, I well, the TVA breaks him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and specifically watching that reel breaks him. Seeing his sort of good writer does his insignificance, the fact that he does not live to some glorious purpose, it it breaks him. I don't think his character would ever allow himself to say something that would ever admit that he's weak, but because he's just been put into this pressure cooker of reality, it's shaking him to his core, and he's like admitting things breaking down the facade and it's just it's the perfect thing that we needed to get this guy from being a villain who killed thousands of people to get us to care you know yeah it's a it's a phenomenal moment colby i don't know if you have anything to add before we move on to episode two but like this that's what this whole episode was about and that's what sets up kind of the rest of the series yeah, I mean, super duper strong episode. I thought it was absolutely amazing. The, everything you guys are saying is so spot on. I mean, seeing a villain that we have kind of unravel right before us, and it's done in such like I, I've, I use I, oh, maybe I'll overly use the term. It's so earned, and it's done in sure. such like an efficient amount of time. It was really impressive. That's such an important thing to earn something. Um, you know, to, to, to earn these moments for the audience. I feel like Marvel has just done a really good job. They've failed in a lot of other areas, um, or maybe not failed, but they've kind of misstepped in a lot of areas um, that like people can nitpick. But at the end of the day, they really have worked hard to earn this world that they've built and these moments for these characters. Um, and it works really, really well. So we're going to move into episode two, which if we're going based on the Infinity Stones, this would be based on the reality stone. Loki questions everything that is real. Everything that is real and everything that isn't. Um, episode two has another great conversation between Loki and Mobius, which just stood out. It's a conversation about jet skis. But is it really about jet skis? <laughs> really, it's a conversation about faith. And if you want to look at it, uh, Mobius is a religious person. Mobius is, a, let's say, a Christian Um and and Loki is a skeptic. Yeah, I, that's all I could see. I, and it's just this moment of like of breaking down your comfort is how I see it. You know, growing up in the church, there's just like this this comfort that comes with religion. There's comfort that comes from being in this circle that you understand, being in this community that you understand, right. having rules that make sense, being able to explain everything is there's there's like a good feeling when you're in that. And you have somebody who's a skeptic asking these hard questions. Right. And he's asking these questions like, well, okay, so then we don't have free will. Because Mobius is talking in a way. It's like, yeah, we don't have free. He's not saying that, right. but he's saying that. Mobius, Mobius is a predestination believing Christian. Yes. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Loki is like, okay, so we don't have free will. He's like, no, but we do. And Loki's like, ah. 
We don't. <laughs> we don't. You just said it. Yeah. Um, but there's always this need like to explain away because it's yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Otherwise, you just feel like you're spinning around in the dark, which a chaotic God would be doing and probably would have an easier time grasping that um, than somebody like Mobius who has this strict structure who right. that he's grown up in. He doesn't realize he's grown up into it because all of his memories were erased, right. we think. Um, but yeah, and it's it's a pinnacle moment for Loki also because it's like he's talking to himself. Mobius is where Loki was before he watched that tape of his life. You know, he believed that he had a purpose and it was a glorious purpose and he believed that he was going to do great things and all this kind of stuff. And then that structure was torn apart. So he's having this conversation with himself through Mobius and he's walking him through his thought processes because ultimately stepping ahead in the next episode or the next two episodes, Mobius is going to come to the same place that Loki is. It's really a show about faith guys. This is a show. I don't know if you realize this, this show about faith. Um, but there's this 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 incredible, you know. Th- you're right. There's this conversation, and and they Mobius is very. It's funny because at first he's like, Loki's like, you know how absurd you sound, and and Mobius kind of tries to fight him on that, and he's just like, I mean, you you know, you're from Asgard, your parents are Odin, and like and like you're from another realm, you're gods. Like that sounds absurd, and he's just like, well, it's totally different. Well, it's really not. But then Mobius gets to a point where he's very much just like, listen, I believe this. Because it's what I believe. And I know that it's true because I accept that it's true. And that's just it. That's it. That's the, what more do you need than like I that this is the fact to me because it's what I believe. It's what I choose to believe because there is nothing else. Um, and I think it's it, it's it's an incredible uh, allegory. It serves beautifully. Um, it reflects a lot of the stuff going on. A lot of the conversations happening right now out here. And it, it, it's, it's a really, really dope scene. And it brings Loki... To this point, because I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm an external processor. So I feel like this conversation is bringing Loki to a place. And he says something really profound and true, not only with people that we've met and probably one of the greatest MCU villains like Thanos. And now, you know, Loki is realizing that he's more than just a villain. And he says that. I have learned that no one who is bad is truly bad and no one who is good is truly good. And this idea of like not just control but balance or like chaos, embracing chaos and just like understanding that we're not just these boxes and these one-dimensional things is is really cool. And so this is a Star Wars film. <laughs> no, it's about please. balance. Do Ray, not belittle it. Like Ray's that. gonna show up pretty soon. She's like balance. No, no, no. We have really <laughs> strong black characters in the show, so it's <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> that's good, Kobe. That's good. Nah, I mean, yo, episode episode two. It's so funny, like just now, kind of seeing that that TikTok because it it definitely puts some things in into a different perspective. Like as I'm looking back, right? Um, it, it was one of those things where. I, like it was really cementing for it already just by episode two. Like I remember tweeting, I was like, "Yo, uh, two episodes down of Loki, and it's already better than all of the all of the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and like most of WandaVision. Better drama, super, you know, superior villain, true, truly charismatic lead, bomb ass music, and stuff like that. And, and depth, like the amount yes. of depth in conversations yeah. is crazy. We have like these. It's like speed, speed, speed. 
moment mm-hmm. of conversation. Speed, 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 moment of conversation. Yeah. And it's not to say that we didn't get that in the two previous series, but I just feel like that they, 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 they come together so well in this, right? Like, you know, the, those, those true brilliant moments of screenwriting that we get in Wanda vision between Wanda and between vision. It's like, I'm getting that, but I get it like every, like, you know, um, every few scenes inside of this and, you know, yo, I, is this like Owen Wilson's best performance? <laughs> like, no, for like, I'm trying to yes, remember said, wow, yeah. where I've enjoyed wow. him. Well, apparently that's not coming. That that kind of really sucks. I've been waiting for it, um, but then they get that wow. confirmation that he, we're not going to get a signature. Wow, you know, like it's like, and there's so many moments like I'm doing it myself as I'm watching. I'm like, and this, yeah. wow, and like it'd be, yeah. it'd be so great. To, like it's so funny in Wandavision, they can give all that cheap, you know, kind of like inside joke crap, but they don't want to do it here. But then also like. It's it's so appropriate. I don't know. Owen Wilson is just operating on a level. I mean, yo, he's the Silver Fox in this show, and we've never seen him like that, right? We've seen him in Shanghai Nights, and we've seen him inside of you know a Wedding Crashers. But like, this is a whole new lane, and I really like where he is. And this type of side character could be kind of like washed away. Like, this is a kind of like a Coulson character in a sense, but like he's doing like really really good stuff here. Yeah, yo, I I literally told Desiree, I really hope that he is our Coulson. Uh, moving forward, I mean, we'll I don't, I don't see why not. There's something that I, I love find it. pretty, I love it, I love it. essential about him because, like, one, if you think about just what his importance is to this part of the story, he has a depth of knowledge about how things are working because he's been able to see them, like you know, from the TVA, and kind of his job is to know everything about everything. Yeah, it's and I mean, acting aside, like these characters they're playing have a lot of depth, and even with Loki you know, this fun villain, we get even the small, they don't miss a beat. I swear. Marvel does not miss a beat. And uh, (laughs) Loki is taken to an apocalyptic place um, that they believe, you know, the gum is, the gum wrapper is leading them to. And they get there and there's this huge storm that's about to wipe everybody out. And Loki takes a second to look back at the sky why you know why does somebody turn around to look at the sky and then you realize through amazing tiktokers who point this out to you that he is looking for his brother he just saw his brother die moments ago or at least he thought he did and he's in a storm how is he not going to turn around and it's just like it's these moments of like okay he is a real person he does have feelings he does care he he does love and that's it's they don't miss a beat, man. Yeah. It's so also, it's good. like the first time that this Loki has looked up for Thor. Hopefully, yeah. Like yeah. he wants him to show up. And well, the because past like, been we, like, yeah, oh. we know we know his pad. The history is that Thor is either going to like stop him or bail him out of something, right? Or beat and him up. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like he he and I, I when that moment happened, it just brought me back to Avengers 2012, where you know that that famous line is like I. You know, uh, I think it's I think it's like either Iron Man or Captain. You know, I think it's Captain America that says, "Oh, you you know, you're afraid of a little like lightning or something like that." And, and what's what's the dialogue that he says, Des? Um, I, I'm not. Fa- uh, I'm- he's he says I'm not overly fond of what follows. <laughs> yes, and then of course that's when the we thunder. get yeah we we get Thor <laughs> you know landing on top of the plane and stuff like that. So it's like it was so cool, and I, I've got no idea if Thor. I, I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. It, Thor's off with the as Guardians of the Galaxy, so I doubt that it'll make it w- his way here. But maybe there's like a sliver of hope of something. You know, um, who knows? Yep, yep. And then to close out this episode, I'll mention a couple of things that kind of lead into the next couple of episodes. First, we find Hunter C20. You know, she's saying a bunch of nonsense. She says, it was 
real, which which leads into stuff later on. Yeah, I just found that interesting because you can kind of interpret that dialogue in a couple of different ways, right? Like it was real based off of what she's just seen well, or have she had these fractured memories beforehand, right? Well, I don't think she's had fractured memories beforehand. But in this moment when you're first watching this, mm-hmm. you're like, wait, what does that mean? Yeah. Like the TVA is real? Like what's real? Yeah. Because we yeah, actually no haven't seen yeah, okay. her – like what happens until the next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really confusing when you first watch that. You're like, what? What is she talking about? I don't understand. And it was cool the fact that we got a chance to. Well, at this point, we don't know her as Sylvie, right? Um, but we right. see the variant inside of a very like Earth-like, you know, space inside. You know, and we we don't know the depths of her powers yet, right? Um, right. So it's interesting because like we don't know what's real, and it, yeah, it, it was it was it was pretty cool how that all unraveled. We're gonna move into episode three, which is. Again, Infinity Stones it would be the Power Stone, and Got this that in a way hue all like, over it, all over it, and we see powers Loki has never shown before. Apparently, this entire time Loki has been able to stop buildings from crushing him and mad push quick. them back with his mind. Yeah, in no time whatsoever, <laughs> he caught a building with telekinetic powers and just shoved it backwards. And it's like, all right, bro. Um, I did not know you could do this. Uh, you should have been using this earlier. <laughs> he never had to. You know, in the past, he's not taking care of anybody. In the past, yeah. what he would have done is jump to the space to where the building would not be crushing him. But now he has somebody he's caring about. And so he's like, well, all right, let me get rid of this thing. So he pulled out the mom powers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, all right. I respect that. Because yes, yes. that's what he does. Whenever something's about to hit him, he does a duplicate thing and he goes to a different space. That's fair. And also, we understand the power of Tom Hiddleston's voice in this episode, right? <laughs> like, my dude can carry a tune. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was that was really uh-huh. dope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, he's drunk, especially. Yeah. Uh, we, also, <laughs> we also see... Oh, that's good. We also... This episode is action-packed. Um, but, like, the key moments, again, we, we hear a bit of Sylvie's story. And Loki kind of seems surprised by a lot of those revelations. Like, for example, almost, the re- almost jealous. Yeah, like the, the revelation of the fact that she was revealed in early age. She was adopted. Like she was, from what we see, she was she was taken very young, and apparently she was told that she was adopted when Loki did not find out until he found out for himself from blue a, people, frost giant or frost elf, whatever they are. Um. And so there's just this, this, yeah, like like Desiree said, there's this bit of jealousy. Um, and almost like, disbelief. He's like, what? Like, it, it's just like this heart-wrenching, like, like this is how it could have been? I, at least that's how I read it. Yeah. And then there's different, you know, through their conversations, there's this incredible connection between the two of them. Again, like, they're both Lokis, or at least... I feel like they tried to mess with us in episode two and a little bit of episode three as to, like, because she keeps saying, don't call me that. Um and so it's like, well, is she actually Loki? I know a lot of people were like theorizing that she wasn't, that she actually was somebody else. Um, but no, uh, she is. And then there's these incredible moments where the two of them are connecting in a way they've never connected with anybody else because no one understands them. Um, He's been alone his whole life. Hmm. And she has been alone her whole life. She was robbed of her life. Yeah. And and so you're living in this space of like, everybody sees me as a villain. I'm constantly being chased. I'm constantly alone. I can't make connections with anybody. The people who I did make a connection with, like 
mother, his mother, he got killed and she got taken away from. And so you're in this space where like you're looking face to face with somebody who actually rawly and really understands you. Yeah. And how ironic it is technically them. It's themselves. Narcissism. No. Uh, so. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I don't like that. Listen, I love myself. If there can be a child Loki and a lobster Loki and an old hey, person hey, Loki. Alligator Loki. All right. Alligator uh, Loki. I disrespect that gator like that. That's gracious. He ain't no Sebastian. Um, I refuse to call <laughs> that guy old Loki. His name is Richard E. Grant Loki, okay? It's ri- yeah, it's Richard Listen, E. Grant Loki. He looks like he's gonna fall Classic over. Loki. Classic, Classic Loki. Classic. He is standing at an odd angle. Yeah, he's like it is. I think yeah, it's I think yeah. it's just how tight that costume is. <laughs> That's what's going it's on. Poison him in, in the wrong places. <laughs> yeah. It is you see a chiropractor after that shoot. Of course. Uh next up, episode four. Um I, I, this one I want to check out the synopsis for. I think we usually do, but frayed nerves and paranoia infiltrate the TVA as Mobius. Can I say Mobius is a dope name? It and is. Hunter B fifteen search. For Loki and Sylvie. So this is the latest episode. Again, we, we we do these three episodes from the end. So it's the third episode from the end of the series. And 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 you know, from what I'm hearing a lot from Colby, he loves this show because we know we've known from the beginning we've always been heading somewhere. The stakes every episode have increased, and every moment we are moving towards something. Um, and every episode has such weight. No episode feels like it's thrown away or not thought of or not held to the same degree. Mm-hmm. They're all so important as they lead us to the finale. And so far, that's exactly what's been happening. So for this fourth episode, which was, I mean, for anybody that saw my Yo, tweet. This feels like the penultimate episode. It does really, it really does. It's not. It <laughs> it's is not. Crazy. We got two episodes left. Penultimate episode is coming up. Who knows what's going to happen? But so much craziness happened this episode. We're going to get into it. So first off, Loki and oh. Sylvie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Remember, remember, you just said Mobius was a cool name. And I was like, why does Mobius sound so familiar? Mobius strip is a shape. That is the shape that Tony made to figure out time travel. <gasps> yeah! I like Googled, I Googled <laughs> Mobius. I was That's like, why does right. Mobius? And then it says Mobius strip band or loop. And then I was like, why does that look so familiar? That's what we talked about in English. That's what it is. Yes, this is this is bigger than we all thought. It is. We could spend hours. This is bigger than we all thought. Um, so back to episode four. First off, Loki and Sylvie are stranded with no way off this apocalypse that they are in. Lamentus one, um, also a cool name, um, and they believe they're dying. They believe that they're going to be crushed by this. It's un- I think it's a moon and a planet is crashing into a moon. It's not a moon crashing into a planet. It's a lot of confusion there for me, at least. It's a planet crashing into a moon. I'm pretty sure. Um, it looks really, really cool the way how it's like. It, it, it's, it looks it's, incredible. It, 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 it's done so well. Like it, 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 I can, it's, oh my God, it looks just all the cascading, like, you know, like you know, meteors that are falling down and they mm-hmm. just, they're just there. And like they just get closer, oh. it's, it, the, the tension that's building in like, this particular mm-hmm. scene, it's awesome. The way that she like reaches out and like grabs, you know, his. You know what uh, it is in that moment. You, you know what it is in that moment. I was thinking about it a little bit before this. In the scene on the train, I feel like it's really pinnacle for um, Loki because he's like, "This person sees me." Mm-hmm. And then you have this moment when they're sitting there where Loki says, "You learned all this yourself." 
Like you sure. did yeah. all this, like you're amazing. And then she has a moment where, wow, this person sees me. So yeah, and it's so it. cool that like you know the, the the subtext leading up is that like they've been they've been talking about love a lot in the side of this episode, right? And yeah, love both, is chaos. Yeah, love is yeah. When he has that um, when he when he talks about like you know love and you see about he goes, love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded far away or so up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately, when you reach for it, it isn't real. Oh, you know, like it's it's That's so good. It is, you know, like there's some get, great stuff right. at work here, and it was real. Yeah, she reached. Woo! She reached for it, and it was real. It's all real. Mm. Back to the reality stuff. No, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're able to be really raw with each other, and yeah, all these moments. Uh, I'm glad you you talked about that dagger moment because it's phenomenal. Um, also, Loki says, "Do you think what makes a Loki a Loki is that we're destined to lose?" Um, it's this 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 incredible moment between the two of them. Or no, she says, Sylvie says that. And Loki says, no, not absolutely not. I think what makes us Loki is that we survive. Uh, against all odds, we survive. Um, and then, of we course, we get die. we get Loki love. Narcissism at its finest. And, Stop uh, belittling <laughs> it. Uh, but no, we get the first branch in an apocalypse, which we thought was impossible. Uh, it seems like love conquers all after all. Or is it that? Loki and or Sylvie are not supposed to die yet, which would have triggered a Nexus event. That's another big a big thing people are talking about. He does about. say we don't die. So they could be misleading us with how Mobius is thinking of yeah. it. And it is actually what you're saying. Ooh. That's right. I just like that. Dude. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sweetheart on universal cosmic love. And then it just, I mean, you know. I'm a sucker for thing. romance. Again, yeah. relationships. I'm a sucker for love. I'm a sucker. I want love to win. Yes. I don't like movies where love doesn't win, except for Blue Valentine, because that's just a dope movie. Wow. Um, spoiler. <laughs> hey, it has been a very long time, right? If you haven't seen it, you're not going to. Uh, but you should. You should. Um, so another amazing scene is uh, another amazing scene between Loki and Mobius. Mobius is trying to figure out what triggered the Nexus event? And he's being harsh. Uh, he's being tough on Loki. And it's, it's again, this is, uh, there's these people. I mean, it's interrogation show, tactics. The, well, he's pushing his buttons. No, it's not only that, though. He's so hurt by Loki. He is so betrayed. because yeah, he, he went like, out on a limb for him. Yes. And he's like, I thought we were getting closer. Like, and, and like Mobius, think of Mobius. He, he works in the TVA. People are, people are called by letters and numbers. Okay. He doesn't have friends at the TVA. His closest friend is Ravona and he doesn't know that he can trust her. He cannot trust her. Right. And so he doesn't have friends. He's, it's not married. I don't believe. And so he's just alone and he spends all this time with Loki. And Loki is, they're being real with each other, being vulnerable with each other. They're both growing from each other. And there's a relationship. There's a bond. And then Loki betrays that, right? Or so he believes it to be when Loki decides to leave with Sylvie. And he feels betrayed. He feels hurt. He's in his feelings. Yeah. And that time cell is so cool. Um, we Bro, get, that time we, cell is we, we, we get, we get a, um, I can't even say it's a cameo because it's like, it's pretty, it's a pretty big cameo. You have, yeah. you know, you got Lady Sif returning, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, in this great scene. And like, it's another teachable lesson to where Loki is breaking down and having to face like how his, his, his little tricks and cruelty, like, just, yes. And, and like, that's, that is tough, man. Yo, that's what like, I think that's what kind of like real jail needs to be. Uh, you know, right. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm harsh, but like, yo, Loki, Loki learned a lesson. And okay? then you let them out. 
And then you let them yes, out. Then you let them out. Like, you have to be them in there both. forever. Like, they need to be correctional facilities. And like, yo, Loki was corrected. Loki was corrected. He apologized. More so humbled. Yeah. Yeah. Then he has a moment where he erupts. He tells Mobius that everyone on TVA is a variant. It hits Mobius, but he does not buy it. Because he's a Loki. Yet. He's not going to buy it from a Loki. Exactly. And st- things start looking fishy, though. Ravona seems to be lying. So what does he do? He steals her temp pad, realizes she did indeed lie to him. This starts getting Mobius's gears cranking. And he rescues Loki. We also get the scene between Hunter oh, yes. B-15. Oh, that was great. And Sylvie. And she, was- she's... She takes her into the 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 the, the, the apocalypse the, once again, yeah. and she tells her like, "Was it real?" She's like, "Yeah, don't create memories. Show me." And she shows her, and it's this incredible moment where she says, "What is she? She, she says something like, happy. yeah, I was happy.' I Bro, was really happy. Directorially, I wish that we had like another beat or two. It, yeah. it happened. Yeah, I, just- I thought the same thing. Bro, I wanted. To, <laughs> I literally said, I turned to Desiree, and I was like, we had to sit there in that yes. a little bit longer. Like I wanted us to sit there a little bit longer, and I almost like." I'm fine that we didn't go into her actual yeah. memories like we did sure. with, with C20, right? But it was almost a beat was missing, you know? Like, it went a little bit too quick the way that that line was delivered. And it, it just kind of – it lessened the impact. I mean, th- th- this actress, she's great. She's so versatile. Like, I, I, yo, oh gosh, WB, I hate you sometimes, bro. You, you know, they, they, they cancel season two of Lovecraft Country. And I thought that <gasps> she was she was fantastic Bruh. in that. And it's like, I know for a fact that she has it. I just wish that the director felt another beat because I feel Bruh. like that, that man, it would have sold it so much more. I mean, it did a good job, but like it was, it was all, that scene was almost perfect. And I'm glad you felt it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. And I wanted her to say that. You're right. Before she delivers that line, we needed a longer beat like a, of her just kind of sitting Yeah, on just that. like like, yeah. like coming out of it and just being overwhelmed. Like, like you know, she's almost sad, but then like, I was happy. Yeah. And then you're thinking like, yo, even, even, she's probably even like, miserable doing what she's been yeah. doing this entire time. Yeah. Even like a dolly shot, like over, like from, it, it would have been great to get this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, steady cam shot from Sylvie's face mm-hmm. around her back and her shoulder as we're hearing her gasping on the other side. Yeah. Just kind of exper- taking this in and then just kind of sit there and watch her for a second before she delivers that line. I think that would, because I think it also hit Sylvie. Yeah. You know, she's very, like Sylvie is very much like, these are real people. Mm-hmm. And and I know that like she's been trying to get to this point and accomplish this mission. She's had to use them. But at the end of the day, she knows that they're real people and she knows that better than anybody does. She knows that better than they do. Yeah. Um. So it's it, it's it's as big a moment I think for Sylvie as it is for maybe it's it's, it's bigger for Hunter uh, B fifteen. But um, I wish she had a normal name. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Hunter B fifteen. It's a big one for her, but it's also a big one for Sylvie because this is this is her showing even more humanity. Yeah. And it's succeeding. Absolutely. Absolutely. For a moment. Absolutely. And then of course we come back. We don't know what what that concludes in, but well, at least not yet. Mobius rescues Loki from from the the, the, the memory prison, and um, yeah, don't skip and, over this. This is yeah, big. and he has this. His, again, man, the writers for this show, I just feel like we got to give it up to them. Like, yeah, they they did these like incredible dialogues. Um, there's this moment where Mobius he rescues Loki. He like tells him like, "Is it real? Like, are you sure she's not messing with us?" He's like, "Yeah, I believe her." All right, I can't believe I'm taking the word of two Lokis. Let's go. And then he turns around and he says, you could be whoever, whatever you want to be, even someone good. 
I mean, just in case anyone ever told you different. Which is everybody. Which is everyone. Everyone has told him different. He has been created. He has been molded. And now we know by the sacred timeline, apparently. Brother, you're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) He's adopted. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, no, but it's literally everyone tells him. Like even even in, in in Odin, telling him like you know I rescued you from from that that disaster and you surely would have been bad and that's what you were destined to be and like, what is that like oh so really what I am at my core because I'm not actually Odin's son like at my core is is bad it's not good so he's always always everyone has told him that he cannot be good then they exit that we get Mobius's death and he has this. This awesome moment. Did you see Loki's face, though? Loki, it was such a specific... It wasn't like, I'm going to lose my friend. It wasn't that, oh my gosh, I know he's going to die. It was like, here we go again. The face was... It was like, this is happening again. I'm losing somebody again. It's really good. And he tells Ravona, if I could pick anywhere to be, I I would be back in my life. Wherever the hell that's from. He says something along the lines of like, I probably had a jet ski. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, probably on a jet ski. And then he gets vaporized or whatever the hell happens to them. Um, again, call it pruned. Here, they get pruned. Pruned, bro. Listen, when that happened, I was like, oh no, my gosh. I, I was in like, shock. Our, our understanding is that they're dead, right? They're, they're like, yeah. that's what I inferred. And so it's like, bro, it hurt so bad. Because again, I want this to be the new Agent Coulson. Um, he's so awesome, and I really love Owen Wilson. I want him to be in the franchise for a long time. Um, he's he, oh, he's so dope. And when this moment happened, I was like, "Wow!" I was with Loki. I was in such pain. Not again. We're losing another person. This guy. This is dope. Um, then he gets taken. Sylvie. Uh, sorry. Then he gets taken uh, with Sylvie, and they get taken to the Timekeepers. Finally, we're going to see. Well, we've seen them. Yeah, now we're going to see them even better. We get in. We go up to them, but Hunter B-15 shows up to rescue them. The timekeepers kind of give them crap. Hunter B-15 shows up. Yo, I could barely understand what the timekeepers were saying. Was that just me? Yo, bro, we had to put oh the subtitles on. Oh, my gosh. On. We okay. had when to put I the subtitles you, on. Especially, especially the one that looks like the Lorax, bro. Yes. Like, like, like he was he was garbling. Like yeah, he, I he thought it was just like, blah, 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 blah. Yes. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, like, literally, I paused it, and Desert said, you're going to have to do the subtitles. I'm like, I'm already on it, bro. I'm already on it. This is okay. ridiculous. I'm glad to know that I wasn't alone. <laughs> No, you are not alone. Bro. Like they need to go and fix that. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. Uh, so Hunter Bifty shows up to rescue them. Sylvie kills the center timekeeper, decapitates him. But then we find out, hey, robots. They're robots. They start laughing for They're some reason. Us. Wizard of Oz yeah. style. Mm-hmm. And then, bro, I'm when I tell you, for anybody that saw my tweet, <sighs> when I tell you, oh my gosh, that me and Desiree short circuited. <laughs> Like Loki's there, Loki. Uh, we didn't even react. We didn't like gasp. We just, we just, we. There was no breath in our lungs. I don't know how to explain it. It was like this unsettling, just like disbelief. Like that did not just happen. Like they got us. They got yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, they got us. And, they got and us we, good. it was we've we've come on this journey through Loki, you know, and he's like come from. You know, he was broken down. He he admitted that he was weak and that he's a con artist. 
And then he makes a friend. And then he is trying to be a good guy. Sure. And then um, he gets told that he can be whatever he wants. And, and he's going through all this stuff. And then we see a new chapter where he is, I feel like, about to admit that he actually loves – he hasn't even admitted that he loves Thor. Like this is huge. This is huge, and he's about to take that leap, and then it's just taken from us. I. It's then it, never, looks, Marvel, it, looks, it looks like his heart is is shining through his chest oh for a gosh. second. Yeah. Listen, Marvel, <laughs> this moment was so sweet, and you took it away. And you took if it away. If you do not bring it back even sweeter, it's genius. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was genius. It was genius storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was a genius moment. He couldn't get it and out. It, like, it's like, I don't know what, to, I just need to kiss you. This is and, new for me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, you know, like that, that just speaks to like Tom Hiddleston's charm. Like he is just a very suave and just like, you know, effortlessly charismatic individual. And there's this like, just like this, this unique kind of like smoothness to his voice. I, it, I, I mean, I, I'm tracking with you, but for me, the moment was Loki. I don't have, I don't, mm. I'm not a Tom Hiddleston fan at okay. all in that way. Like, but for me, seeing somebody who is completely selfish mm. decide to be selfless is phenomenal. And yeah. I, I was just eating it. I made Raul, we, I think we watched it like two or three times. I was like, Raul, I have to go watch that again. <laughs> Can we please go back and watch that again? After we were done short circuiting for yes. a second. We watched it again, and we short-circuited it again. Then we rewatched it again, and we short-circuited it again. Wow. It was, it was <sighs> wild. Um, it was incredible. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier. This one is 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 again the Infinity Stone. If we're going by that, it's the Mind Stone. Um, and it my mind was blown. F with our mind. Right? That's what happened. <laughs> that's that's why it's based on the Mind Stone. Yeah. Um, no, and it again, it's it is the, this episode leaves us with that. And then, I when I tell you. That we could have gone an entire week thinking Loki was dead. We really, really could have gone an entire week. Well, this is the only time that we've had no. a post-credit scene, right? Huh? This is the only post-credit scene that's been in the series so far. I right? think it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, but they, it's weird. I mean, I wish that they were bold enough to do it. You know. I think yes. I listen. I listen. Mm-hmm. I, no matter what, I disagree. No matter what the world thinks. No matter what, our human fragility leads us to believe we would have survived. I think the world America would have no. survived oh, a yeah. week without let knowing. Me, that no, Loki let me tell you dead. why. Okay. Yes. Selfishly. I'm like, don't do that to me, but let me tell you why it practically wouldn't have worked because like you said, you don't like how Marvel is constantly cheapening these things. of like somebody dies and they're not actually dead. You don't like it. And I'm telling you, yeah. if you had a full week to possibly mourn over this character, and then you come mm. back, and the first scene is him being alive. I think it would have pissed audiences off, and I think maybe through screenings that they figured that out, and that's why they put it at the end. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're right, but right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I, I, I think there's something to what you're saying. There is, but still, I, I, I still felt like that moment, at least the way it was done, felt cheap. Like I much would have rathered. I much would rather. I just felt like the air went back into my lungs. I'm, <laughs> I much would have rather Mobius be the one that's there and and like lifts him up off the ground. Because if we're gonna, if you're gonna show me the Loki's alive, why not just show me the Mobius is alive? And then kind of pan over. He's and, and, and we see that a bunch of Lokis are approaching. I think that would have been a different move. I think I would have absorbed that a little bit better. 
Um, but it, it felt a little bit cheapened as it is already. But I totally understand what you're going for. And I think you're right. If we would have spent the week mourning, then yes, it probably would have hit us different at the end of the week when, or the next week, the next episode, when we see that he is still alive. So that's our comment. I mean, that's episodes one through four. This has been our our, our, our thing. Uh, uh, any final thoughts, Kobe Mack, as we're leading in, final thoughts? I know there's a lot of conversation on what's coming up next. Yeah, There's a lot of predictions. Do you got any on your mind? Let's hear none, them. bro. I I am so down with the mystery. Like we haven't Ooh. got an Agatha all along at this point, where we kind of spoiled <laughs> it, and we we just don't know. And this story, I feel like this show is doing the best job at getting me like really revved up for where the possibilities of where this could all go mm-hmm. uh, and how this is going to connect to, you know, um, what's the next move? I mean, we got, we, we got black widow. We got uh, uh, the, uh, the, the celestials, yeah. celestials, what is it? Eternals. Eternals, right? <laughs> we got, you know, we got the multiverse of madness and stuff like that. So like, yeah, Spider-Man. This, yep. Yeah. This is, this can connect to anything right now. You know, um, I somebody, love what this is operating. Didn't somebody say that there is a way that it could connect to Spider-Man? Well, because yes, that oh, guy, that guy on Twitter. Yeah. Who's that guy on Twitter? Or Ugh. that guy on TikTok? Oh, Straw Hat, the yeah, Straw yes. Hat guy. Yeah, he he was saying something along the lines like, "We haven't seen any trailers Shout for out. it." Oh, we have not seen any trailers. So, but we will be getting a trailer like- next Thursday. It, the trailer is is to be attached to Black Widow. So we know oh. we we know that Doctor Strange is in Spider Man Far From Home. His movie is the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Literally uh-huh. in episode one of this series, they talked about the multiverse being mad. So I mean, you know, uh, I guess I don't want to get super nerdy, but I did watch the TikTok Let's where they talk nerdy. about talk nerdy. Well, it's, to a, me. it's already been cast that Jonathan Majors, also another dynamic actor who should have been inside of season two of Lovecraft Country, um, is making his MCU debut as Kang the Conqueror, a legit time lord who conquers timelines, and um, it there's a possibility that he can be inside of this series before he makes his way as the villain as the villain in the ant-man and the wasp quantumania oh, that's gonna be so wild and yeah. so good and so delicious not like agatha all along yeah by the way you're wrong she was a server in this show she showed up for a couple seconds oh did she, she? was a server oh got it um inside of uh hunter c20's memory <laughs> interesting oh so uh, but no, yeah. So as far as like Infinity Stones, I know uh, I, I know Straw Hat was talking about next episode. You know, as far as predictions go, being themed after the space episode, if if we're going based on that, which means the last episode would be based on the Time Stone, which makes sense. Which makes a lot of sense as far as like all the timelines getting messed up and setting up the multiverse of madness. Again, the, 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 yeah, it's 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 uh, I. I think right now we've all we're all fully on board. I'm with Colby on this whole like, yes, we could try to sit here and try to predict what's going on. We might get into that a little bit next week. You know, once we watch the penultimate episode leading into that finale, I'm really hoping we have not gotten one yet. But I'm hoping that the finale is longer than all the other episodes. It has not happened. The rest of this, I mean, any of these other series. But I'm hoping that that last episode is a little bit longer. You know, kind of like a premium uh, episode that we would get on a normal like a. TV series. Um, 
And so I'm hoping that we get a mega episode because Loki, I, I feel like Loki is, is the one to do that with. Um, so much good stuff, so much good content, um, and we are in it. We're going to be back next week to discuss it. So if no one has any final thoughts, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm just excited. I'm with you guys along for the ride. Boom. That is it for today's episode. Oh, wait. Oh, no. More hair flipping. That's it for today's episode. We do not have report cards for y'all this time because, hey, the series isn't over. We got a lot to watch before we can fully and fairly grade this show. So you'll have to be back two episodes from now to listen to that and get our report cards on that. But, hey, everyone, make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Um, If we can hand that out to you guys and ask you to take 10 seconds, leave us a review. Helps us out a lot. Um, Helps us to grow. Helps us climb the charts. Helps people find us. All the good stuff. We would greatly appreciate it. Colby Mack, my man, thank you for joining again yes, for this you. MCU TV, Disney Plus TV series um, wrap up, spectacular, whatever you want to call it. There's no name for it, but we appreciate you coming on and hashing this out with us, breaking it down. And uh, and and we are looking forward to for you coming back next week, man. Let everybody know where they can find you over at Colby Told Me. Yeah, man, it's going to be a good next couple of episodes, good next couple of pods, as always. You can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Kobe Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not on Clubhouse as much as I used to. Yo, ever since we let those Android people in, man, things have changed over there. It died out <laughs> for me, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely puts things into perspective. But, yo, if you want more of the perspective, definitely follow me on all the other socials outside of Clubhouse. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby Told Me. Thank you. Cool, cool. Dre, where can people find you? You can find me at Ezer Photo. That's E-Z-E-R on Instagram. And you can find me at the Raul Nevado on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at M Report Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and check out the site, mreportpod.com for all goodies. Again, that Black Widow review. So uh, good. Black Widow's coming out. Make sure you check it out. So um, we will be discussing it at some point. Uh, but... Everyone needs to watch this movie. Um, I don't want to get anybody's expectations up, but go watch this movie. And also, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.